Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Happy First Friday! Wow! Can you believe it is the first Friday of June and you are here listening to the Christian Authors On Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. This is Lynn Pender, one of your co-hosts today, and I also have the dynamic and the fabulous Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnson. Hi, Pastor Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I didn't know I was all that. <laughs> Good to be you, with you all again. Of, all of my co-hosts. That's right. All of my co-hosts are all that and a bag of chips, Pastor Kevin. <laughs> all right. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Well, it's always good to be with you, Lynn, and uh, and the listening audience is always a pleasure. And as you know, we are now moving into the month of June, and June is yes. uh, Men's Health Month. So yes. uh, I'm super excited to bring some attention to that and also at the appropriate time to introduce our wonderful guest that is with us today. Absolutely, and let's just go ahead and do that, because I, I, I agree with you with this being uh, Men's Health Month. I, I think our speaker today is the epitome of, uh, of, of that topic. And so let's just go ahead and do this. Let's, let's just go ahead and get started. All right, sounds like a plan. You and I think alike. Well, um, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others our guest today. He's a writer and an artist. Uh, with a focus on evangelism. Very, very important work. His new book is titled, Oh, I Didn't Know You Were a Christian. And it's a training manual, if you would, for evangelism. And it's really intended to help Christians everywhere uh, present the good news about Jesus Christ by using their personal testimony. I think that's just very, very powerful. Uh, A graduate from the Mecca, Howard University with a BA in economics and the founder and past director of art in incarcerated environments in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, On that note, I'm going to let him tell the rest of his story, but I would like to introduce to you Christian author and comic strip artist, Brother Warrior Richardson. Now, with a name like that, Brother Richardson, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. So, uh, the floor is yours. If you would, just uh, go ahead and introduce yourself above and beyond what I just did and, and go ahead and move into telling us about your new book. Welcome. Okay. Well, thanks for the intro and uh, thanks for the opportunity to meet your audience. Yeah. Um, the book is a, was a passion of mine um, because, you know, I read a lot. So I read a lot of apologetics books, a lot of read a lot of books on theology. In fact, as soon as I got saved, as soon as God saved me, I was reading all these uh, books from a, a seminary. So, uh, so I read voraciously. But I wanted to be able to compu- communicate with 
normal people. <laughs> because shortly after God saved me and I read all those theology books, uh, people found me to be incomprehensible. So I was not effective. So that was one of the things that inspired me to write the book that I did. Now, I guess I could be more specific than that. Uh, now, when I was speaking in a very incomprehensible manner, using the theology terms and, and so forth, it was ineffective, and it's, it seems to be a one size of a coin of ineffective evangelism. Either you are incomprehensible because of your uh, high-level intellectualism, which not everybody is at that level, or you're so low that you have no content, and it means absolutely nothing to an uh, unbeliever. So those are two extremes that Christians tend to go to. And so what I try to do was I try to put together a book that is based on my testimony, and not just my testimony, but of the Christian testimony. Because, you know, I compared the theology books to the Bible itself. And in the Bible, we hear the disciples going to and forth, talking to people in everyday normal language. And the ultimate evangelist, Jesus Christ, spoke in such simple terms. Clearly, people did not understand everything that he was talking about because they are, have a sin, sinful nature and are blinded by that sinful nature. They don't have uh, spiritual discernment. So there's a process to go from that to salvation. But Jesus spoke in very simple terms, and that's what the book is. The book is about salvation and oh, what must I do to be saved. Now, um, when, when I think about the disciples, they kept talking about their encounter with Jesus Christ. Oh, a good example of that is the blind man um, who Jesus healed and he was able to see. And the Pharisees started cross-examining him about who was this man, uh, what did he do, where did he come from, asking all these questions about this man named Jesus. And the, the uh, blind men, formerly blind men, said, I don't know who he was, but all I know is oh, I was once I was blind, now I can see. And that's the essence of my book right there. Uh, when, I, when God saved me, I was confused because I was a, anti-Christian atheist going around trying to shake people's faith all the time. And then suddenly, without any advance notice, I was a Christian, uh, which really threw me off balance. And uh, I was a walking contradiction. So, but the people who impacted me, um, they, they impacted me with their, their testimony, uh, with what they would describe to me their life before they were born again. And they didn't explain all these complex theological Oh, I, fortunately I have two phones. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Keep going. That, that phone is my backup plan. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, the a Christian testimony is what people overlook. They overlook the importance of a Christian testimony. 
Now, you may not have a degree in theology, but you were born again. So you, you, can, you can explain to them exactly what happened to you. So I don't know how much detail I should go in on that, but that's the crux of my book, is that Jesus didn't use high fluting words. Um, he used examples to uh, illustrate what salvation is. And he was actually very clever about it. The woman at the well is one of the most classic ways. Jesus walked up to the woman at the well and did not uh, wax philosophical and sound like a, a highly educated theologian. He walked up to her and said, give me something to drink. And then he asked her a lot of questions. And that reminds me when I was in a uh, ministering in uh, a detention center. I've done it in more than one. And uh, they turned me into a trainer for the people who are going in there. And I mentioned to the people when I was training them that the kids do more of the talking than I do. And they were like, what? They just couldn't believe that I didn't go in there and just give a monologue. But uh, the kids had so many questions. One, one time I went in there and, uh, and uh, I asked one question. Uh, I wish I could remember what that question was. But, uh, oh, I said, Thank I think you it was, for tuning who deserves to the be? Christian authors on tour blog. Oh, I heard the recording. I, I asked them who deserves, oh, that's right. I asked them who in here deserves to go to heaven. I figured, you know, I was going to say that and move on. But they stayed on that question for like about 45 minutes. And they were struggling with that question for 45 minutes. And then at the end of the 45 minutes, one of the kids had been in there with me before, and he said, oh, I remember. Uh, uh, he said that Jesus Christ died for my sins. But the point was that I followed Jesus' example, who did not just, he did preach, but he did not only preach. He had different approaches for different people in different settings. And uh, he asked the woman at the well for water. I asked the kids who in here deserves to be saved, and they struggled with that question. Am I making sense? Yes, you are making sense, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I want you to know, Warrior, I've been following you for a very long time. And what caught my interest in you was not the fact that you were an author, because I don't even know at that time whether or not you had authored a book or not, but what caught my attention was your other gifting that you had in terms of the comic strips. Um, I had never seen anything done in any way close to the type of um, literature, um, evangelism, uh, comic strip, you know, type of scenarios that you were actually drawing. And I'm curious, are, do you include those as part of this new book too? I only have one cartoon in there. Uh, I will do future editions and I will add more, actually quite a few. The second edition, when I will get it out, whenever, two, three years later, I don't know. But whenever I get out the second edition, there will be significantly more comics in that because mm -hmm. I, I understand the power of the art mm -hmm. and ministry. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more, you know, you you know, about that transition because you, you, you didn't start off as an author, you started off as an artist. And how how did you, you you talked a little bit about how that transition came about, but I hope you, you could kind of give a little bit more detail about your time and your your um, ministry with the with the creative arts and the comic strips and how that has now evolved into a book where you you know it's not mostly comics you like you said you've only included one this time but if you could just kind of give some oversight on the difference between doing those types of um, writing or drawing ministries Right. Uh, when I was born again, when God saved me, um, I uh, was trying to figure out what my calling was. It did not take me long to realize it was, in fact, evangelism. So I said, oh, Billy Graham's the greatest evangelist. Uh, let me imitate him. But I'm not Billy Graham. <laughs> so that was a mistake. And uh, so I got past that, and I was constantly torn between the gospel and art. Um uh, you know, I would um, uh, push my art career forward, but I would really want to do the gospel. I would, I would constantly study the gospel. I was constantly in Christian ministries, and it was hard for me to spend the amount of time that I needed on the art to bring my art career to the level that I wanted to bring it to because I was constantly torn <laughs> towards the gospel and studying the gospel and uh, ministering. And I was, it was a tug of war between the two until finally <laughs> I realized that it shouldn't be a tug of war. It actually should be a marriage of the two. But that was easier said than done, a lot easier said than done. Because I, I know what you're talking about. Most of the uh, gospel tracts that are out there do not present the gospel clearly. Those are generally artists who don't study the um, gospel or writers who are not artists. <laughs> they have a good gospel message, but the artwork is not good. It's really hard to do both. But I was torn between the two, and when I finally pulled together the two, it just clicked one day. I guess God said, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> so uh, the, the power of the – okay, the, the key is that once you understand the gospel clearly enough to speak it in as simple terms as what Jesus did – and we all know Jesus knew the gospel better than anybody. Um, but yet he was able to speak it considerably more simply than most preachers and certainly more clearly than most uh, academic theologians. So when I finally pulled those two together and I had studied the gospel to the point where I understood it clearly, and yet I had the ability to draw. So that was perfect because it is so simple. The key is, to go through the complexity of the notion of God becoming man and dying on the cross and paying for our sin and rising on the third day and interceding for our sins, and how, is, how does that all make sense? That's, that's quite a challenge right there. But to convey that to somebody else in simple terms, well, the arts are, is, is the perfect medium for achieving that level of simplicity of communicating the gospel to people who don't read the Bible and who are not even thinking about the Bible. The key is to do what Jesus did 
when he talked to the woman at the well, and he said, "Give me something to drink." And uh, he and then he said, uh, "Go call your husband." And she said, "I don't have a husband." And he said, "That is true." And the man that you're staying with right now is not your husband. And she was. She said, "Oh, I suspect that you are a prophet." So the key is to present visual messages that reveal to people their sins, not in a judgmental way because we are not the judge, but they judge themselves. It it motivates them to judge themselves. They act as a mirror. They see themselves in the artwork. They see their sins presented in the artwork, and they are convicted. And people have told me that. I could go on, but I figure I should pause. Absolutely, absolutely. I- you make you make some great points. You you know, you, 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 I, I get what you're saying just in terms of um, the tracks. Either you have um, really good information and and bad creations <laughs> in terms of the artwork. Or you have really good artwork and the information isn't biblically sound. And I think, again, that's why I was so um, excited to see um, the work that you were doing over the years and constantly followed you. And then when I saw that the book came out, I was just like, wow, this is great. And I love that title, Oh, I Didn't Know You Were a Christian. So I have to ask you, does that does that go into the mode of people who are living their lives as so-called Christians, but then no one can really tell that they are? And if so, can you talk a little bit oh, about, about that message? <laughs> well, I will, I will tread with extreme caution when I <laughs> explain that one. Um <laughs> If anybody knew me for a long period of time or even a short period of time and said that to me, (laughs) I would feel convicted because there should be a difference. (laughs) It should be obvious between me and a non-Christian. If people have seen me for a long period of time and the thought, is this guy a Christian, never crossed their mind. There's something that I'm not doing right. So, but see, the thing is that um, the the book is based on a personal testimony. That's the premise of the book is the power of the personal testimony. I talk about a lot of things, but the point that I'm trying to drive home is the power of a personal testimony. And our life should be a testimony. So if there is a transformation in you, If you have been born again, if you are a new creature, when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, you don't mistake the butterfly for a caterpillar. You don't say, oh, look at the the caterpillar over there. Somebody says, no, that's not a caterpillar. That's a monarch butterfly. Look at all the different colors in there. See the difference between that caterpillar and the butterfly? It's obvious. It's unmistakable. Who could possibly mistake a butterfly for a caterpillar. And that's the way it should be with a Christian. What, Nobody should tell yeah, you, oh, I didn't know yeah, you were a Christian. War, that's the greatest what, what they can you give you. Say, 
what would you say are some of the testimonials and reviews that you've received from your readers? Well, the uh, the book just got up on Amazon like a month or so ago, but I actually wrote the book in 2011, and uh, I was going through a lot of drama in my life at the time, so it took me this long. <laughs> but I did make printed copies, and I passed them out to a lot of people, and I even sold a few of those. Uh, and I did get feedback from those people. Uh, to me, the most valuable feedback is the ones that I got from non-believers. Uh, there was one guy, uh, he bought it from me, and then he sent me an email later and said, Warrior, I finally got around to reading your book. And said, he said, and much to my dismay, I, was, I actually enjoyed the book. He said, don't think that I'm a Christian because I'm not a uh, Christian. But uh, the, oh, and another friend of mine uh, who is an anti-Christian, I was one, so those are my friends. They're still my friends. And uh, he's, he would walk up to me. It was chapter five, chapter 5 and 6 are the chapters that the non-Christians zero in on. And they just want to talk to me about chapter 5 and 6. <laughs> and so he was just going to chapter 5. And he just went on and on about chapter 5. You could say it's apologetics, but it's, it's about the logical consistency of the Christian faith. It's about the logical consistency of the notion of a God, about the logic. That's really, to me, pretty much, it is the logical consistency of the notion of a God. Uh, and they, they struggle with that idea that there is such a thing as a God. And so this, they just want to talk to me endlessly about that, which, of course, is what I wanted. That's why I wrote that chapter. <laughs> and I was surprised to get the exact response that I wanted from non-Christians. <laughs> I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> So there was a method to you. There was a method to it all. Listen, we have a caller on the line from area code three four seven. Good afternoon, caller. Do you want to go ahead and ask a question of our guest author? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh. I Hello. Got on the air. Yes. Hi. Yes. Oh, Elgin. Oh, you, you recognize my voice. I was trying to be in from New York. <laughs> yes, from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, welcome. Um, what I what I love about the book is that it is written for non-believers. Now that's important to say because you know so many times when you read books of this nature, you know the authors might not mean this to happen, but what ends up happening is the material is really presented in such a way that is really meant to impress other Christian authors and readers, you know, and it's written from that uh, perspective where we describe uh, the response to two non-believers who were dialoguing, you know, about his book and who had questions, you know, I mean, and that's what you want. We say that we, you know, want to evangelize the world, but, it, you know, it, it, it seems that, you know, when you run across literature, what we want to do is talk about evangelism, but nobody wants to do it. What I found refreshing about Warrior's work, you know, is that he talked about something simple that everybody in Bible study knows about. They overcame testimony. And until, um, you know, I read that, I didn't really think too much about 
my testimony. But it makes sense because one can argue theology, you know, but your testimony is irrefutable. It's brilliant strategy. Yes. Well, thank you, sir, for calling in. We appreciate hearing the voice from New York. <laughs> thank Have you. A good day. All right, all right, warrior. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, listen, if folks want to get copies of your book or if they want to invite you out as a guest speaker, how can they get in contact with you? Well, you can certainly go to my website, which is www.thescarletthread.llc. And, yeah, you'll find out all about me and how to order my book. And there's a link to uh, your show, Lynn, and there's a link to Amazon on there as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Now, I have to ask, can you talk about the symbolism of the scarlet thread? <laughs> yeah, you, of course, understand <laughs> it. Um, yeah, when I, when I first came across that notion of the scarlet thread, uh, it is the blood of Jesus um, yes. saving the world from the power, penalty, and guilt of sin. I said, oh, this mm-hmm. is just perfect. So I searched all over the w- website for my uh, 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 domain name, and there were only a few people using that, and most of them were inactive. I thought, oh, that's pretty good. The only other one is, a, I think, a law company. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it is the gospel. That is the gospel. The blood of Jesus is the gospel. The scarlet thread is the gospel. Yes, yes. And it's also the title of, of, of a book by, by, by another one of my favorite authors. So, <laughs> so absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, we have so enjoyed. Time flies by so quickly. Um, we only have about maybe three more minutes before our segment ends today. But, Warrior, I want you to close us out, and I want you to speak to that person that's listening. Perhaps they are struggling with something today, and if there's some wisdom nuggets that you can share from your book for someone who's struggling with what it means to walk in Christ, what would you say to them? What would you say to that person? Well, the truth will set you free because the truth Mm. is actually self-evident. There is no difficulty in understanding that there is a God. The difficulty lies in uh, yielding to that reality, uh, swallowing your pride and submitting to someone greater than you. That requires a great deal of humility, and therein lies the struggle with oneself, one's ego versus humility. That would be my advice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, well said. Well said. Absolutely. Good stuff. Hey, Warrior, it, uh, really enjoyed the opportunity to have a conversation with you today and, and get a chance to meet you. Uh, Lynn and I are praying with you and praying for you uh, that all will continue to go well. And uh, don't, don't be a stranger. Oh, definitely. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and I'll be listening to some more shows. I've listened to some in the past. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you indeed. And one more time, if folks want to get copies of that new book, how can they do that? Just go to www.thescarletthread.llc. 
Dot LLC. All right, all right. Well, thanks again, sir. And uh, Pastor Kevin, thank you so much. We do appreciate you. All right, you as well, Lynn. Always good to be with you. Look forward to seeing you again real soon. And thanks a lot. Yes, and our listening audience, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Authors on Tour, C-A-O-T, Blog Talk Radio Show. We so appreciate you tuning in the first, the third, and the fifth Friday of every month. And we're just so thankful to have this venue to be able to spotlight Christian authors from around the world who are using writing as a tool for Christian ministry. So support buy their books. Pray for them. But most importantly, we want you to remember to read the most important book of all, and that's the Holy Bible. Open that book, find the scripture, hide it in your heart, and live it. Until next time, everybody, you all have a great day. God bless. (laughs) 